0: Good morning, welcome back to episode 3 of Brando's Room. We have an actual mic this time, and hopefully the sound quality is a bit better. Uh, on top of that, you know, we're still in the same confined area that we are, and I think today is going to be a pretty good day, you know. Uh, first and foremost is that this uh, this podcast is brought to you by me. Uh, this podcast is also sponsored by me, and um, and it is supported also by viewers like you thank you that was a pbs style intro uh so yesterday we talked about like video games and super smash brothers melee and shit like that and that was pretty fun you know that was a pretty good time i enjoyed that and i told a nice little story at the end today uh we're talking i had fucking after i recorded yesterday i was like i guess i'll watch a movie you know because i have nothing better to do uh after i uploaded this one so i was like well what do i want to watch um so i went through fucking netflix for like 20 minutes thinking like do i want to watch christopher robin do i want to watch more stand-up comedy do i want to um do i want to watch something like clockwork orange or taxi driver movies that i've been meaning to get around to and then one movie caught my eye and i was like hmm i guess i'll watch this one and that movie was surf's up uh, the 2007 Penguin movie that came out after Happy Feet... Uh, that movie was pretty good. Compared to Happy Feet, that movie was pretty dank. Like... Cody Maverick, played by Shia LaBeouf... You know, as a surfer... Who looks up to his idol, named Big Z... You know, and then they have all these like... uh, uh, These ESPN sort of X Games casters... Or uh, surfers and shit like that... Like Rob Machado and kelly slater being announcers and then they have this whole portion where they talk about the tube when they're surfing because it's a movie about surfing and so it's just a bunch of interviews from all these other um like surfers because i think every like penguin in the fucking movie is based off of a surfer i i don't know but You know, you just it sounded like an interview from like Kelly Slater talking about like what it's like to be in the tube and like all these other guys talking about what it's like to be in the tube. How it's the most serene place when you're like surfing and stuff like that. And I thought that was pretty sick Uh, outside of that, you know, even the story was pretty dope. You know, I mean, you could tell at the end, like, oh, you know, it's one of those like redemption stories. But, you know, they didn't let him win at the end and they gave it to Chicken Joe. It was a movie about friendship and, you know, shit like that, you know, not caring about winning. You know, because, you know, as long as you're having fun, you know, isn't all that bad, I guess, is what it's trying to say. You know, I guess that's the message Big Z, the fucking, the penguin that died and came back to life, was trying to say to Cody, because he was really focused on winning that uh, Big Z memorial surf competition, um... The CGI wasn't all that great. Actually, no, that's a lie. It's It was okay. You know, it kind of looked like Madagascar, you know, how most, you know, animated cartoons looked, But when you look at it compared to today, it's like, oh, that's pretty, that's pretty, like, subpar CGI. Like, the water, when you look at the water, when it's not, like, the focus, it's like, oh, that's pretty bad water, you know? But when it is the focus, you can tell that it's a pretty, uh, it's really done well you know they took their time with it it wasn't just like fuck it you know Let's fucking put this shit in i guess that's how most art is then because it's like this is a passion project for most people compared to a money uh snipe whatever it's called um but i enjoyed it i enjoyed it i was trying to uh i was observing it you know uh, analytically because i hadn't seen that movie since i was like eight when it came out. So it's been like 11 years, 10 11 years, you know, since I've watched that movie. And you know, you know, I would say it holds up. I would say it's pretty dank. You know, it's not like a masterpiece, but it's a pretty dank film. I can get through it. You know, had some nice comedic parts. <laughs> Actually some pretty good comedic parts. Um overall, like a really decent movie. And then um yeah, that's pretty much what I did. And then was to go hang out, but um that's beside the point. Outside of that, um well, I, I guess I just want to talk about movies because like I am big on that right now. I'm big on like good acting and good like animation, CGI, some really good stuff. Like, um, I was a good, like Joker. Joker's a, uh, a fucking good example. I just saw that. Joker was amazing. You know, actually had me fucking shaking at the end. Oh my God. Had me actually shaking. Um, Joaquin Phoenix did an amazing job. You know, we may call him Joker or Jojo, you know, cause Joaquin Joker. Cause you have Heath Ledger Joker. You have uh, Jared Leto Joker. Um, I forgot his fucking name. But you have that Joker, you know? So you have Joaquin Joker, and he's a Jojo. But, yeah. It's a pretty dank movie. Um, what other movies have I watched? Uh, I got to see Kiki's Delivery Service, like, a month ago. I, I love Ghibli films. Like I said, I'm a pretty big anime guy. Ghibli films are probably one of, like, the best things to, like, show me. Like, if I was, like... If I was, and this isn't, like, to say, like, being autistic is bad or being, like, retarded is bad, but if I was, like, mentally disabled or in some sort of way like that, you know, if you sat me down as, like, a mentally disabled person and put on a Ghibli film, you could probably just make me, like, shut up for 24 hours just thinking about, you know, what the hell's going on in that film, because those movies go hard, and they're all beautiful and, you know, wonderful. Um... Not a lot of movies though I've seen. Uh, Endgame was pretty dank, but uh, oh, Far From Home. Far From Home was actually the actually better. I actually like Far From Home more than Endgame. You know, to be one hundred percent honest, like I don't, I don't like the Avengers. You know, like all the Avengers never really interested me. You know, but of the Avengers, you know, of the heroes in the Avengers, you know, the ones that interested me were. Iron Man, Captain America, and Spider-Man. I could give less of a shit about The Incredible Hulk, or Thor, or Hawkeye, or Black Widow, or Ant-Man, and the Wasp. You know, all those other heroes. I guess Doctor Strange, too, because Doctor Strange is pretty trippy. Um, But other than that, a lot of the other things I just didn't care about. I thought Thanos was a pretty good villain. Uh, He was pretty satisfying to watch. Josh Brolin did a pretty good job pretty pretty smacking ass job playing Thanos, Thanos, Thanos. Um but yeah outside of like Captain America, Iron Man and Spider Man, you know, the Avengers and the Marvel universe never really like caught my attention. Um it was Watchmen DC? Yeah it was huh. Yeah. I think Watchmen is DC, right? Hold on, let me check. If Watchmen is DC, then you know I'm fucking kind of like a genius. But I like Watchmen. Watchmen is uh yeah is Watchmen DC. Oh my fucking god, dude! I clicked the wrong thing. But um, I like Watchmen. I like that. Um, but superheroes in general, like a lot of them have, um, all of them aren't really interesting to me, you know, like, uh, I like Batman, but every other fucking hero in the DC universe is kind of dog shit. Their villains are pretty dank though. I like dark side. I like Joker. I like the, no, I don't like the penguin. I like Mr. Freeze. I actually really like Mr. Freeze. Yeah. Yeah. That's his name. Am I thinking right? Mister Freeze. His wife is frozen, right? Because if Mister Freeze is. Yeah, Mister Freeze. uh... Yeah, his wife. His wife is frozen. So I, I like, I like a lot of the DC villains. I don't like a lot of the. I don't like most of the heroes a lot of the heroes are really fucking boring uh, and then they ruined the Green Lantern um, because you know he's supposed to be black but for some reason we fucking gave it to Ryan Reynolds no no, no offense to Ryan Reynolds he fucking killed Deadpool and Detective Pikachu but that Green Lantern movie yikes pretty sure if Green Lantern was black in that movie it'd probably be like a little bit better um, superheroes a lot of them don't interest me the ones that do interest me are probably, like, the ones who... Like, I guess even Captain America, though. I guess it's just because I'm patriotic. Like, Captain America is kind of boring. But that's because I like to, like... Like, when I think of a hero, it's like, oh, they're watching over this entire city. And they have to go through this entire city and help this, like, huge city. You know? That's why I like Spider-Man. Because, it's like, he controls all of New York, pretty much. And so he has to take care of everything in New York. And so i really like the games i really like the spider-man games especially spider-man 2 for the ps2 and the newest one for the ps4 those games are probably the best ones because it's just all of new york is your playground and you just go you just you know you just fucking fight people you know fight crime and be spider-man that's what it is you know that's that's what it is It's so simple you know fight crime and be spider-man you know it's nothing too fucking you know it's not like reinventing the wheel like we have to make spider-man fucking fucking something he's not you know Um, even fucking Batman, like, the Batman games, Arkham Asylum, Arkham City, uh, I haven't played Arkham Origins, and I haven't played Arkham Knight, but the first two, like, those were pretty dank, you know, I liked going around Arkham, you know, fighting crime, being Batman, (laughs) but I didn't feel like Batman, you know, it was just sort of like, yeah, it was fun, you know, it's fun being a hero, that's what it is, I don't care, like, like, if you just said, hey, here's this game about some guy that swings from a rope all around of all around a city and he fights crime, you know, and you gave me that as a game, I'd be, okay, fuck yeah, dude. Because it's fun as a concept, you know, you're just swinging from building to building, you know, and you're saving people, fighting crime. So, that's what I find super entertaining about, like, Spider-Man games and Batman games. Um, like like, open world games are fun, you know, like, GTA and Red Dead, give me a second, bless me, um, or excuse me, um, like, GTA and Red Dead are, like, great games, but it's, like, like, even Breath of the Wild, like, they're all, well, no, Breath of the Wild is different, (laughs) uh, GTA and Red Dead, because I guess they're, they're, they're based more in reality than anything, but, like, they follow, like, you know real life but it's like well now let's turn real life and turn the dial up to like 10 or some shit you know whereas things like superhero games it's like let's take that concept of reality and flip it on flip it on its head you know let's have guys flying around and you know jumping off of buildings and shit you know compared to gta and red dead where it's we just turn it up to 10 where people are just fucking shooting each other in the streets you know it's your decision you know it's your moral decision of what you're gonna fucking do That's what also I think is pretty good about video games like if people are playing the right video games and they're thinking about what they're doing you know I would say it's a pretty good way to like understand what your morals are is from a video game you know if in Red Dead Redemption or GTA you're just like yeah I'll fucking spare this guy I won't fucking kill him you know maybe you're a good person. But maybe if you kill him, you know, maybe you're still a good person. It's just a way for you to get all that angstiness out by killing some guy on the screen. I wouldn't say it like it. it, It's very desensitizing, you know, but I wouldn't say it's a bad thing, you know, because I feel like a lot of people have a lot of anger built up and they just need to find a way to get it out. And they don't know how to because they either don't like sports, you know, they don't like to exert their energy out in sports or they just and they don't have the patience to be able to like read and write and do that kind of stuff so it's sort of like playing video games you know letting your aggression or that stress and anxiety out into a world that's not real it feels pretty good i would assume you know i mean i feel pretty good you know being spider-man so i would assume that like if some guy is having a bad day where someone like flipped him off or cut him off and he's just like fucking pissed you know if he just got to play red dead redemption for a couple hours you know shoot a couple you know bandits in the face he'll feel pretty good or maybe shoot a couple random people in the face and maybe he'll feel pretty good after a while you know cause some chaos you know so but it is it is pretty desensitizing a lot of the games now but that's you know i guess it's all up to the person who's playing it you know to look at it in a way that's like this is a video game you know it has no bearing on the real world it's just a bunch of ones and zeros on a screen that you know i can't really interact with and should have no effect on me as a person i would say the story should have an effect on you if you're like playing for a story of a game like you're playing god of war or you're playing like horizon zero dawn a game that's just like because like when I play Spider-Man, I play Batman. Like, I guess Batman Arkham City is an exception because I, I I actually listened to the story in that game. But in Batman, not in Batman, but in all the Spider-Man games, it's just like, well, I know who Spider-Man is, and I know who his villains are. I'd say I wish I paid it a little bit more attention in the new one because it's just like, oh, you're just going to fucking fight, you know, the rhino, scorpion, uh, uh... Uh, fucking Kingpin, the Vulture, Green Goblin, and, you know, the Sinister Six. You're gonna fight the Sinister Six. And so, you know, you, you don't really need to pay attention to, like, a lot a lot of what the story is saying. So, I didn't really pay attention. But, like, games where it's, like, like, Batman, Arkham City, the end of Arkham City, like, I was actually in tears as, like, a, as a, like, a 14, 15-year-old playing Arkham City. I was bawling my eyes out because, like, dude... Well, uh, for those of you who haven't played Arkham City, Joker dies at the end. So, so yeah, and then Batman carries him out to like the police, and it's just like, damn, it's over, man. I liked it. I liked Arkham City. Arkham Asylum was probably better, but I liked it. Um, fuck. uh, Where was I? But yeah, yeah feeling that sense of uh of good or like of relief from playing a video game is pretty good like after playing something like uh smash like playing someone you know i think that's what we live for though it's like that that feeling of of like something building up and then we get that relief you know i think that's like a lot that's one thing that humans you know i think live for That I wouldn't say it's like adrenaline. Well, it probably is adrenaline, but at the same time, it's probably like stress and anxiety and fear, you know, all those things that build up inside of us and then we get through it and then there's all that relief, you know, that relief just washing away is probably the best feeling in the world. Like not having to worry like that, like, like walking into like an abandoned building, you know, you're just like, what the fuck is in here? You know, what kind of homeless people, what kind of goblins, rat people are going to be in this fucking abandoned building? You know, and if it's like a big one, you know, like a fucking shopping center, an abandoned shopping center, you know, in like Texas or fucking Ohio, somewhere in like not California, because I haven't seen a lot here in California. Um, It's like, wow. You know you get in there and then all that fucking fear builds up. For me, for me as a teenager, I was climbing uh water towers, you know, with my friends. It was just like, dude, this is fucking illegal, you know. We can't do this. We can't just climb a water tower and like feel okay about it. You know, what if we get caught? What if we fall? You know? Cuz this water tower is like and this isn't like like New York or like a big city kind of water tower where it sits on top of a building and it's pretty small. These are like big water reserves for entire neighborhoods that you see on top of hills and they're like big uh cylinders you know it's one of those kind of water towers so we climb on top of those as fucking teenagers and i was fucking sick you know fucking the best time of my life um but yeah is that like it was a fear climbing up the first time because it's just like you know what if like i miss you know what if because it's like nighttime you know i think it's like it's, like, 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock at night on a Friday in the middle of winter, you know, here in California. So, like, the sun's, the sun's been down for, like, three, four hours now. You know, you, you it's probably, like, 10 p.m. You know, it's, like, 9, 10 p.m. Pitch black, practically. Trying to climb this fucking water tower, you know, with um, carrying a bag of fucking McDonald's, you know, because we, <laughs> we brought McDonald's and Coke and shit like that. Well, not cocaine, like, vanilla Coke, you know, like Coca-Cola. We brought that up there and we ate some fucking chicken sandwiches and burgers and drank some vanilla Coke and, you know, vaped a bit, listened to some fucking, some lo-fi hip hop. (laughs) We were fucking, we were weird, but it was fun, you know, but the climbing up that, it was just like, you know, what if I fall? What if I miss? What if my leg gets caught on this barbed wire? What, What if, um, the person above me falls, you know, and I get fucking squashed underneath them, you know? But then as soon as you get to the top, you know, and you get to look out at the city and see all the lights from the city that you've been living in for 10 years of your life, you know, 10, 15 years of your life, you know, it's just fucking amazing. It's kind of like going camping, like going up to a mountain and then like watching, looking out at the fucking world from on top of something that's like trillions of feet, trillions of inches taller than you not trillions of inches, like thousands of. Thousands of feet taller than you. You know. But like standing on this water tower was probably like was pretty cool. It's pretty it was pretty cool. I wouldn't say it's life changing, but it's definitely eye opening, you know, as a kid, you know, it's just like, wow, there's a lot. You know, there's a lot of shit out there. You know, you can you would, like look at the freeway going by and you're just like, Whoa, you know. It's like there's a lot of people you know there's a lot of stuff going on and people are just doing their own shit and just minding their own business and we're just up here on this water tower observing them and that's pretty much how you know life is right you know everyone's just doing their own shit and someone's probably watching them do their own shit from somewhere up high but they're just minding their own business (laughs) um i fucking hate the sniffles dude kind of sucks dick And then, like, I pull my mic too far away sometimes. I wonder if that turns it up a bit. Hold on. Question, question. Well, I can at least hear myself a bit better. But, you know, um. But, yeah, fucking. Being a teenager was weird, too. You know. I guess it was, like because because if like when i think about being a teenager i can't think of anything from my parents you know a lot of times when i think about my parents as a teenager it just felt like they were just hindering me you know actually no that's a lie i remember one time when i was just like wow i love my parents and that was when they were just like yeah we'll support you when you play super smash brothers melee because we went camping up in big bear one year um with my friends they came up um with my family it was me and my family and i invited my friends to come up it was like it was uh, two of my closest friends, um, and we were just we were playing Smash on my laptop at the time, just like in the side room in the cabin we were staying in, and so my dad was just like, "Hey, you know, I see that you enjoy this shit. You know, this stuff is really cool. You're having a lot of fun. You're smiling. You're you're laughing, and this is the most animated I've ever seen you in like since you were a baby. You know, and so." You know, I I will support you with this. And that was like one of the moments as a teenager where I wasn't like, you know, my parents are just, you know, where I thought my parents were just trying to fucking ruin my life. And that's a lot of things, you know, you know, a lot of times when you look back, it's like maybe I was the one that was overreacting, especially when you get older. After a while, you know, you realize like it wasn't that big of a deal. You know, we we get through it and, we'll you know, fucking it's going to happen again, you know, but maybe you can learn from it and, you know, not prevent it, but come to a better conclusion and not overreact and freak out when things don't usually go the way that you're expected to go or want it to go or someone, you know, puts their sort of two cents in and shit like that. It, and it's not the way, what what you want to hear, but, you know, we what? What am I saying? Fucking whatever, dude. Don't listen to me. Back to whatever I was talking about. Being a teenager is fucking confusing. I would love to be a teacher and talk to teenagers, but at the same time, it's like, you know, only like two of them are going to listen. And if you don't, like, if you're not like super cool, you know. If you don't get them engaged, they're probably not going to be engaged, you know. Unless they have already in their mind the goals to do something besides, you know, just go to school every day or just go get a job, you know. It's up to you to sort of give them that that drive to want to do something more. And I appreciate a lot of the teachers that I had. You know, some of them, some of them, I will say, weren't the best. You know, some of them I will say were very shitty you know, bad teachers or 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 just didn't know how to fucking engage a class in something that was really cool, you know? But at the same time, every teacher had their moments where it's just like, this is a good teacher, this is a good class, you know, I'm actually interested in learning today, you know? And I guess it's up to teachers to find that sort of lock in, like, like when you teach, teach for a long time, like old teachers, they know what to fucking do. My history teacher in high school, he was fucking he was fucking insane. I really liked him. He got me interested in history, like in a, like in like a snap of a finger. I was like, yeah, yeah, this history. Shit's pretty sick. You know, I'm, I'm down for it. (laughs) Yeah, I'm down, you know, who else? Um, my, my geometry teacher, he was pretty cool, but that was because geometry was pretty easy for me. And he was sort of just like, dude, you're pretty good at this and stuff like that one day fucking there was a test we finished in class no not in class it was a test i can't remember what it was on but it was like the next week he comes up to the front of the class and he's just like, i just want to let you guys know that there was only one 100 percent in this class you know for this test and then and keep in mind okay that i slept like all the time in this class and so he's like it was brandon and i woke up at that point i was like shit you know fuck you know, I got 100%. I was the only 100% and I, like, sleep in this class all the time. I was very arrogant in high school, you know, I would say when it came to academics because it was, you know, the problem with telling people that they're smart all the time is that it gets to their head. And so if you keep telling a kid that, you know, you're smart for your age, you know, you're smart, you know, hey, you know, you got this down, you know, they're not going to want to learn anymore. And that's the fucking shit that happened to me. You know, when I got into Algebra 2 and Precalculus, I had no idea what the fuck was going on, you know, you know. So I was just sort of like stuck there, you know, like still thinking like, oh, this is like geometry. But no, it's not. It's not like geometry, you know. Well, maybe it is. I guess it all connects in sort of a way. But I was like, this is not like geometry and I don't understand, but we'll try anyways. And I still fell asleep in the class. I wasn't able to change that until, like, the end of pre-calculus, where I barely passed. I barely passed with a D in Algebra 2. No, I actually failed Algebra 2 because I had to take a fucking online class to pass that. But for pre-calculus, I, I passed with a C because at the end, I was just like, fuck it, dude. you got to get this shit together. You know, I got to think. Um. But, yeah, telling kids they're smart isn't a good idea. You have to, like, tell them, like, yo, that's good. You know, keep at it. You know, you can get smarter. You know, tell them there's always more. You know, reveal something to them that they don't know. Like, honestly, like if a kid's just like, you know, fucking I can count to 100. Well, then I'm going to be like, well, can you count to negative 100? You know, there's like they're like they're negative numbers, you know, or can you can you, you know, imaginary numbers, negative numbers, all that shit, you know. And so if, if they're not like ready to like take that on when it comes, you know, they're not going to be ready for it at all you know, and that's just going to be like, I don't want to learn this, you know, it's too hard, so, and don't get me wrong, like, it took me a while, it took me senior year to be able to get into this mindset, actually, even now, up until now, it took me to get into this mindset where shit that's hard is fucking fun, you know, like, when there's a challenge, if it's too easy, you don't want to do it because it's too easy, you can do it whenever, but if there's a challenge, there's a challenge there, and it's like you have to put in time and effort to get good at this, to be good at this, to get this done, you know, I'm down for it, you know? Hey, you want me to fucking climb this mountain at a fucking 80-degree angle, you know, 80-degree incline? Sure, fuck it, why not? I'm not prepared. I have no idea what the fuck I'm doing. But, yeah, I'll climb this 80-degree incline mountain for you because you told me to because you told me I couldn't do it, and you told me it was fucking hard, you you stupid bitch. (laughs) But that's beside the point, you know? It's like... It's pretty fun, you know. Having a challenge is fun. And so as we get closer to the end of this podcast, I challenge all of you listening, all like point five of you. There's a half a person watching this. Uh, to challenge yourself, you know, and these next coming at the very end of this year. You know, we have we have about uh ten and a half weeks left, you know. Yeah, ten and a half weeks left of the year. So, hey, you know, challenge yourself now so that when you get into the next year, whatever challenge you see yourself in front of, it's going to be fucking a cakewalk for you. You know, you'll be ready. You'll be ready to take on that challenge because I believe everyone can, you know, everyone can succeed. It's up to them. It's up to them to have that mindset to want to. And, hey, I believe in every single one of you out there. You know, if you do listen, if you do want to, you know, come in and check everything out. But, you know, challenge yourself you know, learn a new skill, read a book, you know, October's almost over, you have like two weeks, you can read a book in two weeks, you know, you can read, you can read like Harry Potter in two weeks if you were reading like two chapters, three chapters a day maybe, you know, I've never read Harry Potter, but I don't really care, so that's, that's not me, but yeah, challenge yourself, do something, it's fucking fun, dude. It's fun to have a challenge. It's fun to think about something that's harder than... that, Something that you've never tried. Like, if you've never painted... If you always thought art was stupid, try it once. You know, see if you can get good at, like, painting a picture. You know, just draw something. And don't feel bad about it because it's all a process. You know, you're not going to be Leonardo da Vinci the first try. You're not going to be Pablo Picasso on the second try. You know, you're going... You will probably get there, but it's going to take you try after try after try. You know, as I always say... You have to throw shit at the wall and see what sticks, you know? That doesn't apply to, like, practicing, but I guess I could say it like, you just got to keep throwing shit at the wall. You know, you can't stop, you know? That wall is your brain, and you just got to keep throwing shit at it. Yeah, information is the poo, you know, and your brain is the wall, and so you just got to keep throwing shit at the wall, you know? And you'll get there. And you'll get there very soon anyways thank you for listening today it's been a great time i'm gonna see you guys tomorrow yeah tomorrow wait today's thursday tomorrow's friday i'll see you guys tomorrow probably 11 uh ooh, i'm getting a new computer that's a new thing i can probably get a new computer soon very soon so uh yeah we will get an update on that tomorrow thank you once again for listening see you guys next time